If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Welcome to Meta Talks, where we bring in experts to dive deep into all things metaverse with your hosts, Kate Hancock and Daniel Robbins. We have another incredible guest for our show, Meta Talks, which is powered by IBH Media. I'm so excited to have Jesse here and welcome Kate as well. How are you, Kate? Very excited. It's Friday morning. And so I can't wait to hear all this good stuff about retail and, and design. And I'm very excited to hear about it. I know. Me too. I, I've heard a lot of great things about Jesse. So Jesse Rademacher, I practice that just to make sure, um, <laughs> is from Medium and then Young Sneaks. And he is been in design for you know multiple decades and we're really excited to have him here talking through what he's been working on secretively in the background for many years welcome jesse thank you everybody yeah yeah really a great honor to be here and uh super excited to, to have this conversation let's go yeah so why don't you give us a quick background like a quick 30 second background and then kate's going to kick it off with some questions on me personally, or, yeah. or you personally. yeah, on me personally, yeah. So um, I've been in the design industry for almost twenty years. Uh, I was an industrial designer, product designer. I got into footwear. Uh, I started in footwear in the skate, like independent skate culture, skate brands, uh, and then uh, spent a decade at Adidas, kind of growing and building the the skate, Adidas skateboarding authentically built and uh, designed and, and, and developed and, and really built the whole program for the snowboard um, program. And then also Adidas basketball. I was there as design director for about four years. And so uh, I was design director of footwear and innovation. So uh, you can see where bringing innovation to life is um, really what we, what I, what I focus on. It's been my career. It's been my livelihood. Um, and unfortunately, a lot of my friends and other creatives in the industry feel the pain points of, of working, uh, expressing themselves as a creative in the world, only working in a web to corporate environment. And so Medium is uh, a co-founded by myself and my brother, who Sean Rademacher is also the, uh, he's the, he's a designer himself with about 20 years. So the two of us have about 40 years of, of design experience all the way from concept to, to launching things in market. And now we've taken all that ability. We've kind of accrued some of the world's best designers and there's no bosses and it's a peer to peer industry. It's all through uh, distributed mindsets. So uh, yeah, you, you asked me in kind of the setup medium is kind of the infrastructure that we built for the community. Uh, you know, we want it to be the public option to all the web to privatize centralized models. Um, and so that's what we're like dead focused on is we've been building that infrastructure for about three years secretively. And Young Sneaks is 
the first like decentralized brand that's being placed on top of all that uh, amazing infrastructure that we've built. I'm kind of curious why are you guys building this community secretly? Well, what's the reason behind the reason? The reason, uh, yeah, so there, there's very good reason. So we're very strategic. A lot of what we do, we don't do anything without having a really kind of solid understanding of strategy and what we're doing over a multi-year span. So I think that this is kind of where everybody in the space has FOMO and everybody is like rushing to get in. And I mean, businesses and individuals and everybody is like, what is this new space and how can I make a living or how can we uh, adjust our business model? That's just not us. That's not the world that we come from. We are designers. We are not salespeople. We are not the business people that are just looking to exploit profits in any given area. We are the people that do it for all those brands behind the scenes. So, you know, in my career, I worked on like the stuff that was brought to market would usually be brought to market. Uh, over a, the project lifespan was like 18 to 24 months for a normal like inline shoe with Kanye or, or Pharrell or James Harden or, you know, these people from my past. Um, and it takes forever and there's a lot of overhead and it's really inefficient business and the creatives never get to get a pure vision all the way to the end consumer. So we spent three years building, quite frankly, we're designers. So we asked 300 of our, our creative colleagues why, you know, what we, I mean, the truth is we asked them what percentage of your creative ability is utilized in your day job. And over 300 creatives, no matter where they work, they all came back to us and said, less than 20%, less than 20%, less than 20, less than 20, less than 20. And we're like, wow, there's like 80% of, creative potential from these professionals that are that know how to do it, how to bring it to market. But there's no mechanism, right? There's no way for them. And so we started building this in 2019. So to answer your question, we started building this pre-COVID, mm -hmm. right? And this was before anybody else really even knew what a DAO was or what an NFT even was. Most people don't know what an NFT was three years ago, right? And in terms of the general public. Um, and so we've been building an infrastructure that looks a lot different than what most people know right now of like the NFT industry. We have been building and building and building infrastructure. So when you're doing that, when, when I worked on an inline calendar that was usually two years out from market, but when I worked on an innovation calendar, it was three to five years out from market. So we're really used to working on building the infrastructure for whole new opportunities, whole new businesses, whole new economic exchanges. And so once you kind of start diving into what Medium is, think it looks like any solution that those creative peers of ours told us what they would fix about the creative industry. And it looks like ownership over my IP, not having to repeat the same legal documents as every other creative, uh, like uh, workspaces to come together and split up profits and then launch projects into a multi-chain 
public owned, you know, uh, marketplace, right? So it looks more like looks rare than it does open C because we have not taken on any capital to date, which means we do not have a fiduciary responsibility to anybody in the world other than, and that's the purity of concept. It's been hard. It's been tough. There was money on the table and we just weren't ready to sacrifice the leverage that the community has when the community can be independent. And so Young Sneaks is really the first launch. It's our first cap raise in over three years is is launching Young Sneaks NFTs uh, in a couple of weeks. Yeah, well, that, that, that's, you know, um, my question to you is what are some of the challenges running a DAO, the centralized autonomous organization, which a lot of um, some of the viewers probably have heard of it, mm-hmm. um, when you're creating a community of creatives and launching a business? What are some of the challenges you mentioned? Some funding, but what are some other challenges? How you navigate different creatives to, to run a DAO and running a successful business? That's... Um, yeah, I think there's a lot to unpack there. So let me, I guess, let me start. So my audience is designers. So my audience, I do need to explain some basics. So you referenced a term. So we call Medium the first design DAO. Um, Medium right now for everybody, uh, we have a progressive decentralization model. So right now we're a legal entity uh, based in Oregon, uh, Portland, Oregon, where I wear you know, Nike, Adidas, Under Armour. This is where my life is. Um, and we have a map, a roadmap to becoming a legally recognized DAO, but we don't want to move to Wyoming first. We're actually going to, we're slow playing some of the um, bureaucratic things that we just have to play within. So our advice to everybody, a DAO is a decentralized, autonomous organization. Decentralized means it's for the people by the people. It's community driven. Autonomous means like you're using just all these amazing tools of Web3, smart contracts, blockchains, NFT, right? These new mechanisms. And organization is just how all these people, how that it's like, instead of an entity, a for-profit entity, the organization just works on behalf of the community. So a DAO to us is really like a digital co-op. Mm-hmm. it's like that easy. I mean, you could call it some people like in the financial world, you could call it a credit union. We're the owners of the, you call it a company, but it's really, I have a hard time calling it a company. I have an easier time calling it a community because guess what? Communities can monetize anything they want, right? Yeah. But the, it's, the, it's the fact that it's being organized by communities rather than by an entity that has a legal and fiduciary responsibility to only making more profits for their shareholders and whatever other values people have it's it doesn't matter as long as the financial value is going up so that's where we're really uh we think that when you're starting a company as a DAO, first of all we really believe in having a sharp point of view so don't make it a DAO right away Okay, so this is what people get confused on. Some DAOs are really easy to make right away. And that's a 
like a fi- what we call a financial capital DAO. It's a shared bank account. It's just people contributing funds to go buy something in there de- amongst the group. They're going to determine what it is they buy. But it's just a pooling of financial resources. Medium is what we call a human capital DAO. People are not pooling financial resources in our DAO. They're pooling human resources and their own abilities, and they're getting access to each other first and foremost. And guess what? There's a lot of talent there. There's a lot of cool projects. And if those projects need funding and money, we can build teams. Usually we oftentimes we don't even need upfront money. If you're, if this is a community of people that can execute these visions by doing their own design work and working maybe with a coder and profit sharing, we're working with a salesperson, our market, or all these people. So we think that like once you kind of get rid of Web 2 structures and you look at Web 3 and everything is peer-to-peer, so everybody is an individual contractor first before they start organizing into projects and groups. And then people can move a lot faster than entities can. And so that's where I say a normal inline calendar for a Nike or an Adidas or an Under Armour is almost two years, we're doing stuff like that in three months, right? Like there's just all kinds of advantages that you start to get into with DAOs because usually it's the financial capital can be 10X the for-profit. So the financial capital models are there. As long as you set up your DAO super lean, you pull people in and you give them the profits back for doing all the work. You don't have to take on these people as employees. You, the entity, the DAO itself can run with almost zero overhead. You know, there's a couple people, key people to maybe keep it going. But after that, it's the power of these communities creating value, not always products. It could be a service. It could be a community. It could be just value in all these other ways. And then you can splice and dice and monetize all that value in just infinite ways now. Like the rule, there are no rules as long as, as the communities kind of um, act in authenticity and transparency and all those things that, that really set up the future for um, being kind of a p- more publicly owned. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Uh, um, I'm curious with Adidas, they, I know they launched their NFT several months ago. So do you think that was like a three years planned? Um, I'm curious. Do I think or do I know? Uh, Those are different (laughs) questions. Um, Let's see, put it this way, right? Like I left that business and I, you know, three years later, I've been talking with them for two years about dropping NFTs. Like they're just like, it's just these entities I mean, they have embargoes across doing any NFTs until the larger organization can figure out their master plan for the metaverse. And sorry, that it takes too long for companies to do this. And who really wants a Facebook-owned metaverse? Like nobody. We want the diversity of like individual metaverses that look like creations and experiences coming from the most talented people in the world, not those that are just trying to exploit people entering their domain. Hmm. And so I guess I'm just, I'm really, I've been 
and an executive in these massive multi-billion dollar industries. And I've made them, quite frankly, billions and billions of dollars um, through my team and, and the projects that we worked on. Um, and we just see Web3 as like every, every like seriously, I can't find a debt. I cannot find the negative side of a DAO versus a Web3, a Web2 business. I just can't. Because th there's just too many solutions in Web3, financial solutions, uh, real estate solutions, manufacturing solutions, uh, media solutions, like uh, peer groups, like legal templates, like there's kind of no reason. And so we're seeing a massive brain drain from all of these companies already because they tell me Jesse, like our top talent's leaving. I'm like, why? And they're like, well, you know, and, and then it's really hard to replace them. I'm like, why? And they go, because in Web3, you can just do it yourself. And I'm going, oh, what a novel concept, <laughs> right? Like these, these businesses don't even see how they're, they're seeing the technology change. They're not seeing the mindsets changing when you can give communities over ownership over Twitter. Like, why is Elon Musk talking about buying Twitter? Why don't we just use the decentralized version of Twitter? Like, and we all get paid for using that and we all own it collectively. Like the mindsets, I think once you get people making profits and dividends off of just platforms they want to contribute to or communities that are their natural communities, there's no going back to like giving all those profits and all those decisions back over to a centralized entity that just is going to monetize their data and not doing anything for the community in return. So like, that's the big shift. That's the big opportunity, not necessarily all the, the tech and the tools. Sure. It's the mindsets that, any web two business can literally and fiduciarily and legally cannot decentralize themselves. Like they can't. Dan, do you have any question? Yeah, no, I, I can, I, yeah, I can see the vision around, like you mentioned, everyone, it almost kind of reminds me of like a freelancer, right? Like a bunch of freelancers come together and you can make product because um, like you mentioned, it's, it's people using their human resources versus having to go, you know, buy something or do something so they can they can get things done. Um, at the same time, I can understand why big corporations probably would have a hard time shifting their models because it's what they've been doing. Like you mentioned, it's their shareholders. It's um, so I think that gives an opportunity, though, for, you know, what what would be people that would normally never get a chance to create things and now gives them the ability, like you mentioned. So is that where is young sneaks like the ability for for you to now level up the company, level up the DAO? Um, and then what you know, where do you see that going? My little brother's friends have been camped out at our place for two days straight. Three. It's because of the Xfinity 10G network Internet that can handle a house full of screens at once with like basically no interruptions. And it's only getting faster. When I was their age, internet like this was a pipe dream. You sound like my grandpa. Please go home. Introducing the next generation 10G network, only from Xfinity. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Yeah, so, so think that um, 
medium is like the first public option right in terms of like versus i come from the hype industry right fashion footwear influencer brands like you know all this stuff um so that's the that's the core of like young or of medium right like these are our peers these are all the people just doing all the design for all the influencers that say i did i designed this right so literally these are the people behind every product you already love now they can keep their day job but like you said they as a designer if i work at at uh let's give another example uh new balance if i work at new balance and i'm a designer they own any creativity that i do that kind of uh that that falls within their wheelhouse right contractually like you know sneakers you know maybe some like uh athletic gear and, and some accessories hats you know like stuff like that me as a designer working in-house under that contractual obligation has an edge to that contract and then any designer can go do anything else in the world and so we're just opening up that opportunity for people if they've got a good job or if they've got health insurance keep it but you get to build this whole you called it a freelance career. We call it building your personal brand, right? Mm-hmm. Because the whole future looks like personal brands, not corporate brands. And so Young Sneaks is literally the first brand. We call it kind of the first decentralized brand, um, you know, meaning like decentralized product brand where, where product is contained. It's not, you know, Board Ape obviously is a, is a decentralized brand, but then they're partnering with other people. Young Sneaks is self-contained. It doesn't really need to partner with other people other than creative, the actual people that are bringing value in, right? And so Medium is the infrastructure then to go and make these things that we naturally design in 3D, literally go and make them and set up industry infrastructure and supply chains to actually deliver goods and services in a whole new different way and so young sneaks is just the first decentralized brand you know to kind of show the power of what all this infrastructure can do but you can see you're able to build all kinds of other projects on top of this infrastructure so as innovators we first are using young sneaks to show people how to use this infrastructure and young sneaks itself is think of it as a public brand. It's just a collaboration vehicle. So Young Sneaks goes and collaborates and like says, like, Daniel, what's your vision, right? Let's see if we can help bring it to market without like you having to take care of all the logistics and everything, but it's your product with your name, with your brand. And, you know, we're just kind of, we want to, you know, the term in the industry, which we don't like is white label, Right, but just because of white and and some sensitivities around trying to change some of the verbiage in the industry. Um, So we call it custom labeling, right? So there's different ways of when you build the infrastructure, the idea isn't for us to build all of our brands on top of this infrastructure. It's meant to give people the opportunity. If you're an 
influencer to launch your own brand or if you have an audience service your own audience directly and so that's where everything gets direct and that's where profit sharing goes up and medium doesn't try to take profits the same way a web 2 does we try to operate like a co-op we're trying to give profits back right so you see the financial models mm-hmm. start to really change in this space too and so that's why i go man i I'd be really upset right now if I owned a web two business because mm-hmm. it's, you know, you got a three year span to try to adapt to web mm-hmm. three tools, but you're never going to be able to adapt to web three principles unless you're really willing to let it be yeah, governed and owned by the community. And if you're not willing to do that, say la vie. I mean, give it to the community. You don't make money off our backs. Like it's over that. That's that air is over. So I'm curious then, um, so is Medium like a marketplace then? So like, let's say I wanted to come in and I'm a creative and I want to come in and do something, right? Mm-hmm. Is that where I, I can kind of, yeah. I can, you're using Young Sneaks as like showing what can be done and how it can be done. So I can take a look at that as like a case study essentially. And then I can come to you and say, this is what I want to do. And you have a network of people and then we collaborate on a project and then, is it then uh, you can purchase it through Medium? Yeah, so so there's uh, four main pillars to Medium. So think pillar one, community, right? We're nothing if we're not a community. I can't harp on community. So that's why some people call me a CEO. And I'm like, I'm more like a community organizer. Like I, it's not, I'm not running it. Like a CEO to me sounds like you're running like a Web2 for-profit business. Mm-hmm. But when I call myself a community organizer, it, it kind of sets me up because I don't have any responsibilities other than to the community, mm-hmm. right? So they're, they're just from that perspective, if I, don't, if I don't have a conflict of interest financially, my decisions are super easy. We just don't get into, it's, does it work for that community? So pillar one is the community, right? And everything's pointed at that. Pillar two is Medium's infrastructure. It's all this uh, multi-blockchain, legal templates, uh, shared workspaces, ways to come and divvy up profits. It's a peer-to-peer idea, you know, innovation network because peers can now work together without any bosses. Um, And then there's legal templates to support them, right? So we literally broke down every reason why a creative gets hung up on getting their idea to market. And we always wanted to solve Mm -hmm. that. So Pillar 2, Medium's kind of new, I think we just designed a new design industry, a new concept Mm -hmm. to consumer flow. And then we just built tools and tools and pulled in partners and adding tech and like all this stuff to really enrich this environment. So that's pillar two. Pillar three is what you're saying. It's a multi-blockchain community-owned marketplace. So yes. So so uh, I talked about you know the, the peer-to-peer-ness. So it's kind of like what we call a one-sided marketplace where peer-to-peers can start new projects. But it's also a two-sided marketplace where athletes, influencers, people that want to start their own brands whether it's launching NFTs, whether it's hooking it up to physical things, whether it's, you know, we just think digitally, physically, 
and experientially are the same thing from a designer's perspective. And so we can service clients and we can even service clients and profit sharing. So clients don't even always need upfront money if they're willing to share the profits with the team. The team doesn't have to inv uh, invest their time as if they're investing their time in a startup and maybe mm -hmm. they're going to IPO in five to seven years. Like we're talking about like four week projects, right? So it's yeah. investing your time and work for four weeks to Less launch risk. something. There's and then no you're going to get, yeah. exactly. And then you're going to get primary sales the day of mm -hmm. mint. And then you're also going to get secondary sales for your retirement, right? So we just want to show creatives, like start dropping your projects this way. You own your IP. You can work with whoever you want, with their morals and ethics, whoever aligns with you. You can make more money here than you can working for a Web2 business. And you can work on it, like diversify your creative life however you want and work on your own hours. So like there's almost like every turn is an advantage from a creative's perspective. And so that's why um, we built it almost as like this choose your own adventure to like a new design industry. Love those books. Yeah. It will, that, so that's yeah. where like, yeah. And the way you do that is that like every sticking point, every decision point, you don't have one solution. You give everybody four or five great solutions and then they get to, it's because mm -hmm. every project is custom. Every design project in the world is custom. So that's why you, you take creatives that are used to building custom solutions and then you jam them into an idea meat grinder that wants to, you know, um, make everything ultra efficient and like blah, 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 has all these other objectives. And now like Spotify, a creator could get in the direct access to the end user, sell them direct things like et Etsy Right. And then what's super cool is pillar four is super unique. And this is a different, this is a different entity. This is medium manufacturing. It's medium MFG, medium MFG. If you don't know my background, you know, I helped build and scale like Adidas's 3d printing programs. And I'm used to making things real in the world and shipping them to consumers. So medium MFG kind of insulates the community from any other kind of outside investments that need to scale. Um, what we're building there is kind of a, a global on-demand manufacturing infrastructure. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, so why would you not help with each component? I mean, it makes total sense. And uh, I love you, you said global. And that's, you know, yesterday we were talking with, um, with a, a fairly large company and they wanted to know, uh, I think they also have a DAO, but they wanted to know why is it that we're, doing a festival in Manila this October. And I told them like, Hey, this is a global thing. You know, you could be so focused on one place, not realizing there's a country out there or a segment or region that wants the products that you have or wants to do what you're doing. And I think that's the, uh, it's something that's difficult for us to all open up our minds to that the world wants what the whole world wants but a lot of them just don't have access to getting it, but they want it. So why would you not want to go and, you know, make it a global organization? So I, I like that you brought that up. And I think people are starting to realize that they're starting to see it, but we've been uh, so stuck to how things have been in the past. Uh, absolutely. I mean, there's no reason that an entity, I mean, 
in the tech space, it's just as easy to be, I mean, you know, different, different regulations and things like that make it harder, but it's just as easy for somebody else, you know, somebody in Manila to access what we're doing as somebody next, my next door neighbor, you know, so it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. And I think that that's where, um, what we're really trying to do is start to build global systems, right? Mm -hmm. Um, granted right now, we're based in the U.S. We are governed. And so everybody always asks me about, oh, aren't you worried about regulation? No, because we're 100% within the regulations of the U.S. government currently. And, you know, there's some slow playing maybe that we have to do to uh, let some of this, the, the, the regulation space develop. Um, but guess what? Who gets to help craft that? The leaders in the space so then you know so that's where you know right now quite frankly um wyoming officially legally recognizes DAOs from a government perspective do we have to move to wyoming yeah we might have to is my hope that we can stay in oregon and, and hope like over the next 18 months or so that we can work with legislatures to adopt DAO structures here in oregon yeah that's our plan Right, is to actually start influencing these things because just because they're misunderstood right now um, doesn't mean they're bad. And I think that that's like the opportunity that we have as leaders in the space to show the good. And essentially, we're showing people that a DAO is just a digital co-op, and co-ops are already officially recognized. So, like, it's just a different organizational structure literally because it's like done digitally versus like people sitting in an office but it's like the principles can be just the same and so that's why we um we're really serious about onboarding people to the space trying to teach things very simply where you don't need to understand global blockchain infrastructure to know why as a creative if I create something, why I would want to timestamp, immutably timestamp my creation on the blockchain so that if anybody ever guesses who it is, if I need to file for a patent or a trademark in the future, that's timestamped and admissible in court. If I need, you know, if anybody ever violates my IP in the future, it's timestamped and it's court admissible that I'm the authentic creator of that thing, right? And so we're even trying to teach, reteach designers that like don't put your creation straight on instagram right like don't put it out there and make it public without first just creating an nft uploading it to ipfs you don't need to sell it just throw it on chain right and so i think that's like our perspective being designers in the space is like we're not the coders we're not the people usually that develop all the tech we're the people that find all the uses and the use cases for all the tech. We're the people that breathe, like design breathes life into the tech or into the code, right? Like it, it, and so this is kind of like, we kind of say like back in the day, like in, in the transition from web two to web one, like or from web one to web two, like if first people had to figure out how like global cellular telecommunication networks worked before they knew how to use a cell phone, 
that's kind of what we think we're in now. Like you have to know all this stuff about blockchain and all the, the term, the coder terms and like all this stuff. And we're like, we want to be like, not Apple specifically, but in terms of like using de good design to just go, Hey, you don't need to know how it works here. Here's an NFT. Whoop, we're going to slip it into your digital wallet. Now, you know, and now mm -hmm. you're making money off of it or something like what's that first way to just get somebody who's scared because they don't know, which is a human, a, a very valid human reaction. We're scared of the things we don't know, mm -hmm. but we're trying to make web three feel warm and like a warm and fuzzy teddy bear. Like it's not to be feared. It's if it is owned by the public and by communities, it's so much brighter every turn. There's so such a better opportunity than just a web two business that quite frankly is all tied back to the last 140 year industrial revolution. So tell me, Jesse, where, if people want to know more and um, they want to understand more about medium and what you're doing with young sneaks, where can they go? Also you as well, if they want to connect with you personally. Yeah. So uh, good. I'm not, I'm not a salesperson. So I usually forget all, all the plugs, but yeah. So so cool thing is, is Medium, M-A-D-E, one-stop shop to get something made, right? Medium.com. Um, you know, we'll be launching our marketplace. It's market.medium.com. You can see a preview there. Um, but come in uh, and, and sign up and like, and be a part, like basically people that don't understand a DAO, they say, they call us a design super union. All that means is that it's collective bargaining. We're taking and uniting all these independent people and businesses and getting bulk purchasing and bringing down overhead and using that leverage even against blockchains. Because now blockchains are like, oh, we want our blockchain and you're like at the hands of all these creators in your multi-chain, right? And then we go, okay, well, what are you willing to do for our community? Right? So you start to see yeah. that, that leverage is not always financial. Like mm -hmm. leverage in Web3 looks more like community organizing and then it unlocks financials and resources and all that stuff. So we're building our community of, of professional designers. Um, there's the pros and then there's the up and comers and we're building education programs to onboard. We don't think the education system really teaches people correctly how to design and work in Web3. So we're always trying to proliferate knowledge. Um, check out... One of our partners, GBI, Global Blockchain Initiative, um, free education. We're producing some free educational content and design thinking and, and uh, Web3 design with uh, Ben Balderati and, and Global Blockchain Initiative. Free education. All you need is the internet and curiosity and you can get into Web3. Uh, completely level playing field. Um, if you want to know more about kind of the history, because... I know I get excited and I talk too much, but um, we really think now is the time to trigger the next creative renaissance. And we're kind of dumbfounded by the fact that the last one was 600 years ago. <laughs> and so like, ultimately that's what we're, we're just design advocates. We're trying to figure out how, how to unlock this like 80%
of human potential that's just lost every day. We call it creative capital. And you say creative capital and all of a sudden people are like, ooh, there's money behind creativity. <laughs> you know, they see it as a different natural resource now. Um, and most people just don't know how to use it and apply it and maximize it. And that's what we're experts at because that's us. Um, and so if you want to know a little bit more about the theory behind all of this, uh, we got a book coming out in, in, in Q3 but we started dropping knowledge on YouTube. Just, just search Medium, M-A-D-E-I-U-M. Um, I just started putting like educational videos, um, chopped up a speech from the, Indust uh, from the Industrial Design Society of America speech from, um, what was it called? The International Design Conference. So there's three videos that are IDC1, IDC2, IDC3. And that kind of gives you like almost bringing us up through history to the modern day. And then we're gonna start dropping more videos and more educational content there in terms of like how to apply these principles. Uh, and we really think that the principles of Web3 and DAOs are so effective that like Medium's one of the like four DAOs that we're co-founders of just because we wanna show people that's the race. As that Web2 is going to come in and with their money and they're going to corrupt everything. How much public space can we carve out? How much good can we do by communities and show them what happens when they are the owners of these entities before, you know, everybody comes in and tries to exploit them. So we're really in a race to try to carve out all that. So anybody that's in the DAO space, anybody that's starting a DAO, anybody that has resources and wants to get involved, um, there's different ways to hit us up. So Young Sneaks itself, we're launching everything on, on Twitter. So Young Sneaks, Young with an X instead of an O. Um, young Sneaks. Young is, is the brand name. There's a reason. Uh, hint, hint, why uh, we're dropping NFTs at the end of this month. Uh, and why Young Sneaks is a thing. Uh, stay tuned on to Twitter. Uh, and that's also going to be the mint site. It's going to be youngsneaks.io. Uh, so stay tuned over the next week, 10 days. We're going to be unrolling all these new use cases and all these things that people have never seen attached to an NFT before. Um, and this is the question as to why we waited so long to launch this is because we didn't want to launch and, and tell people about stuff we're going to do in the future. Quite frankly, the SEC says that's a security and they don't want that happening. So anybody creating securities out there, watch out. Um, and so we always want to have like practical use applications already developed and ready to go by the time we mint these NFTs. So there's no delay and, and there's all these new use cases that are gonna come on the backside. So, so thanks for the plug. Um, those, are, those are the different places. Awesome. Um, uh, yeah, so, so DM, oh, so right now we're, we have an allow list. So anybody that wants to get on the Young Sneaks uh, presale list, um, you're only allowed to buy two on the presale list. So uh, DM at Young Sneaks. Uh, on Twitter to get on that list. Um, we don't want these hand, we don't want people kind of super aping on these and having 25 of these. So we'd rather them be distributed across. So that's why we're kind of capping it at two at the moment. Um, and, uh, and, and that presale list should, should fill up um, about 
we're, we're predicting probably about a week before actual mint when every all the pieces are finally rolled out you know all the use cases all the utility it will become very clear at least a week before mint so people kind of know awesome. what they're getting into all right we'll check out medium m-a-d-e-i-u-m.com young sneaks on twitter but jesse i appreciate you today and uh thank you so much and good luck i can't wait to uh get in there yeah it's fun i mean this uh, we're just so optimistic about the future of the world as long as it's owned and, and kind of driven from the right people and we haven't seen that yet and so i think that's the vast opportunity here with web3 everybody you get to get involved and get into projects that mean something to you the missions the morals the ethics and communities will start to recognize that. And I think the value will come. We all win together. Thanks again, Jesse. Thank you for listening. Please rate, review, and subscribe. And visit metatalks.com. That's talks with a Z.